and welcome to the, I guess it would be, what, the third episode of the SWW show? I guess this is technically episode two, because if we're going to have Movie Club as its own show, okay, I'll accept. then that is the first episode of Movie Club, and this is the second episode of the SWW show. Mm-hmm. So, I need a band for a second, because getting this fucker on iTunes took some work. Because you can't put asterisks, apparently, in the name of an iTunes show. Which is very upsetting. Okay. So I had to do instead of it, instead of it being shit we watched, I was gonna put shit because you can't do that either. I was gonna do right. s actually as choice we watched. So that's be mm-hmm. s we watched because the fuckers at iTunes don't accept asterisks. Everyone else do... does. Spotify did, but iTunes is like no. We should have done dashes. Yeah, well, that's ship sailed. Yeah. It was just very frustrating. I was like, why does Spotify accept this and you don't? My tunes? Hmm? Because as we saw with the launch of the aptly named Excess, mm-hmm. uh, Apple doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Apple goes, we do it this way. Apple's like, we're releasing a thousand dollar phone and you are going to buy it. No, X it was X no X S was thousand you right. What was was it X Max or some stupid shit? Was oh yeah, there's an X Max or something like that. Eximus Maximus? Well, and did you see the controversy that I think it's, I forget which one it is. It's one of the new ones, though. Mm-hmm. They're applying, like, a um, a beauty filter on all selfies. Ooh. Even if you don't uh, want it? Pass it. Yeah, even if you don't put it on. But I think it was just one of them. It might have been just the Max, and the S wasn't. But, like, it's fine. It's fine, because Apple people are Apple people, and they're going to buy the phone anyway. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, people are going to go thousands of dollars into debt buying the newest Apple phone, because I think they need it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I just get, you know, I have a S8 right now, Galaxy S8. And I'll have that until my contract runs up, and then I'll get the newest Galaxy. That's what I do. Um, unless it's the one that I've seen rumors about, where it's this foldable display, then I'll just get the S9. But um, Yeah, let's actually get into the show. And uh, talk about things we watched in the past, well, I guess it would be the past month, really, because... yeah. Movie Club doesn't really count for this part of it. That, that's valid. Um, should we start with the obvious thing we both played, do you think? Are James. you talking about Tap Titans 2? No, 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 but I gotta hear about Tap I got questions about Tap Titans 2. I played it for about 15 minutes and then uninstalled it. See, I was gonna ask you about the late game of Tap Titans. Like, wh- how does it progress? Is it one of those, like, you just... I think it's asterisk. pretty similar to the first one in that way. See, and I feel like, and this is not a, this is an actual serious game design, man, this is not a joke. The issue with tap games is, they understand the beginning game, they understand the middle, like, going to a goal. They don't understand the end game. The end game becomes this repetitive nonsense. Yeah, they have, like, okay, the beginning of this is, you're either gonna tap your screen like a fucking idiot for hours, hours. until you get, um, you know, to a point where you can automate it. Mm-hmm. And then the mid game is 
upgrading that. And then late game is like, oh, uh, prestige your character so you earn a bonus. Which you learn about the system too late, and then the whole psycho like psychological issue with that system I have is, is you have to give everything up. But to get it better, you have to do it longer, which means you want to give stuff up less. You and then it just hurts. Well, and then there's some games uh, like the one that I actually play a lot of is Tap Tycoons. Mm-hmm. And they have this system where uh, you can prestige using the premium currency. Mm-hmm. And keep all your upgrades. Ooh. It's like it's like uh, two hundred diamond, I believe. And I haven't spent a cent on tap tycoons. I have over two thousand diamonds. See that's and I'm gonna say too, and this is that's an evil system, but I think a better system. Oh yeah, it's definitely a better system than like uh, the original the, tap ty- uh, tap titans. Because the idea of like the giving up, I go, I understand the give and take, but it, it you, I feel like you're pushing people back too far. You need like a checkpoint system. If you make it here, you're not gonna go before this point or something like that. Well, but once you get to a certain point in those prestiges, your bonus is so high that you fly through right. the lower levels. But then you just go back in the loop again of you fly through and then it equals you back out again. Like, that's how it does. They purposely grind it out that way. Where you're like, yes, you get your new high, but then your low maybe takes 10 seconds to get to, and then you do the same system over and over again. Well, their late game is just designed to sell, right? you know, uh premium currency packs which is why i'm interested when there's like there's a couple that are doing like the premium here's a five or ten buck model and i'm and that's why those are interesting me how they design them because their goal is not to suck you out at that point yeah i want to see a a fully fledged tap game there was one of them i don't remember the name it was like a sequel of some sort yeah i want to see a fully fledged tap game that is ten bucks out the gate and that's it and how do you design that then to be like okay our, our, our end game is to be fun, not to make them pay. Yeah, the end game could be, I don't know what it would be, but so you get, you know, you pay 10 bucks right away. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're not, it's free of ads, it's, you know, it's actually built like a game should be, not trying to push this currency on Right, it. yeah. Um... Uh, what was it? Adventure Capitalist actually had a really interesting way of doing it where it was free. Mm-hmm. But the um, premium currency you could get through just playing the game. Like, because you could buy it with your money. Like, so as you built up money, you could then transform your fake money into premium currency mm-hmm. to then use. And then the, uh, well, it's effectively a coin doubler. Okay. Lasted for four hours, and it was a 15 to 30 second ad. So it was never anything, you know, super intrusive. Which is not, which I'd rather that, too. Yeah, games where it's, like, constantly pushing you to be, hey, you earned X amount while you were away. Well, for instance, I've got, um... I think it's called Fish Tycoon. Mm-hmm. Um, my maximum away time, away earnings time, is three hours. Okay. So it's constantly sending me notifications at that three hours of, hey, your boat's full, come back and, you know, start the timer over again. 
Uh, and then when you log in, it's like you earned, you know, right now it's like $96 trillion. Watch an ad to double it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, not really. I'm just kind of getting in and out to reset you. Um, and then, you know, it's like, oh, you know, you want to get uh, spin on the wheel to potentially get, you know, double, triple uh, profits or um, premium currency, watch an ad. Um, you want to get, you know, the premium currency that sometimes comes along, oh, watch an ad. Like, that is very ad-focused, whereas, like, uh, Tap Tycoon isn't really. Um, it's pretty much, it just kind of leaves you alone. Mm -hmm. There's no um, offline limit. So, like, you could, if you didn't want the daily bonuses, which are actually pretty nice, um, if you didn't want that, you could start the game... You know, open it on Monday, close it out, forget about it, and then open it on Friday, and you would have earned the money that you would have earned over that time. Okay. So that's pretty nice. Um, but no, the actual thing we've both been playing, and I'm curious, have you 100%ed it yet? I think I'm not gonna. So I, I think, I, it was one of those, I got to the point where, oh, it's Spider-Man, by the way, um, where I got to it's the point. It's super easy, though. No, no, and it is. It got to the point, though, when I beat the game, where it's, I I don't know, like, the, I feel like the, I was so far, like, I'm probably, like, I think it was 88% or something, but I beat the game, and I was like, no, it feels fine. Like, I don't know, it was very much like the game ended at a high enough note, I go, I think I'm good. Yeah, I, this is my first Platinum since Need for Speed, which was another ridiculously easy Platinum. And that's and that's fair, and, and again, it's and not. I'm not a I'm not a hundred percent fiend like some people on the show. Mm -hmm. Where if I like a game, I have to hundred percent it. Normally, I just hop in and just fuck around and do whatever, and then um, not really care about the the trophies or stuff like that. Um, but when I heard that Spider-Man is really easy to platinum, like it's not really grindy. Because, like, the um, random crimes aren't normally that bad. Like, the only grindy part is waiting for them to pop up. Mm-hmm. And once you've done, you know, like, uh, you know, when I was in regions where I had all but one of the crimes cleared out, I mean, they still come in and go, but um, the one that I needed was appearing, you know, less frequently because... There's no other crimes to take the place of that time. Mm hmm So, um, that was the hardest part. Other than that, I mean, it was super easy to platinum. It was... Oh, and it's not going to be hard. I don't think it would be hard to platinum. It's, I think at the end I went... I think everything I wanted to do in this game I got to do, and I, I don't know if I felt like grinding it out at the end. Like, I finished all... I got the suit, like, the... I finished, like, getting the backpacks. I think I did all of the research stations. Like, at some point, I went, I don't know if I want to spend the time to finish. At that point, you're almost done. I know. I had, I had a lot of crimes left, because you always do, and then I had um, some Taskmaster stuff, and I think something else. Oh, those Taskmasters are a bitch. Yeah, I'm not a huge... Taskmaster, I was like, some of them were... Like, combat stuff I was okay with. I don't know if I really felt like chasing the drone around some more. 
Yeah, the nice part is the trophies just for those. It's just get whatever the two star is on one of them. Mm-hmm. So like the first uh, drone, I got three stars on. Mm-hmm. It's super easy. Um, so then I didn't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that I had trouble with was the stealth one, because it didn't make sense. Oh no, so, oh my god, I got a rant about the stealth part of this game. I had a design rant, so, there's one of the missions, it might have been Taskmaster, where it's, you had the stealth guy. Um, so, so, you know, like, if you got, if you, they caught you, it did the, the video of them shooting the guys, right? Uh, yeah. yeah okay. It's a taskmaster. So, Task so do you know what challenge. blows my fucking mind about how that was coded? If I kill everyone, and then I, I, I used one of the air blasts to knock a guy, like, out, out of the base, kind of, so he's, like, way far away, and I had to go find him. He's the only one left alive, right? Oh, if yeah, he sees me, yeah. it still triggers the canned cutscene. I'm like, what? My assumption was they had me within, like, a circle of, like, of a... If they could get to him before me, I understood. But he obviously couldn't. <laughs> yeah, there were a couple like that um, where I was like, okay, I took out the guys with the guns near the hostage. And then, like, the last guy who's on the other side of the area right. spotted me. And I get the thing. I'm like... Come on, like, if I can get to the guy before he can get to the hostage, he I should even, be able to do that. Right, especially because yeah. my thing was, we were outside of, like, the stadium that he was in. So, obviously, the guy couldn't even shoot him from a distance. Right. Which, if I was at least inside the stadium, I understood. Like, there was points I understood it. The other points I go, what? Yeah, and then the whole stealth with... I mean, they showed sections with Mary Jane, right? Yeah, I'm going to limit what we say, but they showed that that's a thing. There is... Okay. So, so... The, we, the, need, we need a sound, though, that's, like, spoiler alert. <laughs> so I'll have to look through my sounds. We won't put one here, but I will say spoiler alert for uh, PS4 Spider-Man. Okay, so... Okay, um... I don't know if I minded. I think it was... Mary Jane stuff, I think... Had a moment or two, but I think as a whole, I didn't get caught that much because it wasn't super hard, long. Which as, and also, I liked how there was checkpoints every two seconds. That was nice. The one that I got caught on initially was, I think, the first time you take control of her in the museum. See, and I don't think I got caught in the museum. The museum, I didn't realize there was catch points. Well, the only reason I did was because I didn't necessarily understand where, like, Mm. what the sight lines were mm-hmm. and I uh, was in the open as the lady on the phone started to turn like mm-hmm. she hadn't even turned all the way and she spotted me which like that's the thing right of and maybe you can attest to it more as a designer when you know the AI knows you're in the room yeah, it just has to play dumb Which, I mean, I get it, right? Like, it's that fine line of, you know, in The Last of Us, Ellie could just kind of run around the place. And uh, you wouldn't be spotted. Mm -hmm. Whereas in this, you know, I guess there's a 
there might be a proper way to do it where the AI doesn't recognize that there's something else in the room mm. until, you know, its sight line catches it. Mm. Which, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow AI's top off for a second. Someone described this to me really well in, like, a stealth game, and inherently in these scenes you're playing a stealth game. The thing which good AI is, is it should be really obvious to fuck with. Because the, if it's bad, because to a onlooker, good AI is AI in which you can determine what it's going to do. Bad AI is actual AI. And because the human brain, or you don't want to, like, in that time period, comprehend complicated AI, because that's not the point of that scene. It's like, if people talk about, right. like, why Thief was a great stealth game was, you could, you know how that AI worked. Yeah, and you could, you definitely knew how the AI in Spider-Man worked for the stealth stuff. Which I think is one of its, I'm gonna argue, a stronger point of it. Yeah, definitely, but there were some times where it's like, okay, I'm hiding behind this, um, like, drinks cart. Which you can clearly see through. Mm -hmm. It's just they don't see me. Which, if you couldn't, then I'm going to argue you shouldn't have had it there. In a lot of ways, I would say, then put a non-transparent right. block or yeah. something along those lines. Yeah. Well, and like in uh, Tombstone's Garage, mm -hmm. when you get up into the APC, mm -hmm. or you get up next to it, um, I ran past the guy, and he started to turn. as, And so I was just standing there in the center of this thing. Like, if he wanted to see me, he could have. Mm -hmm. But it had decided that, okay, you know, you made it past. And in fact, that was a time where I was like, oh shit, he's going to see me. Mm -hmm. Realized he wouldn't. And then I was fine. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, some of the, like, uh, detection AI for, um, like, the Sable guys was kind of weird. Like, and I get the idea of, like, oh, they're snipers, so they're going to be able to see further. Mm-hmm. But I would just be minding my own business after you get to the point where they turn on you. Mm. I would just be minding my own business, and all of a sudden my spider senses would light up. Yeah, that, that, and I think it was totally the, it was, I think the issue with that one was, like, the camera, I think, I don't, I don't know if there's a good way to do it either, because the camera was so tight at that point, you didn't see them. Well, it wasn't that it was... I mean, I couldn't see him on the mini-map either, which mm -hmm. is, like, a fairly big area. Mm -hmm. So, it's kind of, you know, it's one of those things where I also understand the idea of that, of, like, you know, the Sable agents are everywhere, and now you're number one on their list, so you're going to be have to avoid in this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, we can end spoiler now. But as a whole, much easier if we if we did this in video because then we could put right. uh, cards up. But okay, but as a whole, and I think you'll agree with me. As much as we have gripes with moments, as a whole, Spider-Man is a really, really good video game. Yeah, it's my 2018 game of the year. So it far. probably I think it's going to fight Red Dead for me. But I, I right now it is. And I'm going to play Red Dead. Um, and Red Dead may win it. In the end. From what from what I'm hearing, just because it's like, there are a shit ton of systems, and I can get down with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm, like I'm, in the, I'm in this weird camp of where 
games that are super simple, I like. So or like super, Spider-Man, it, it's well, pretty simple. It is. I think there's systems in there, like the tech system, which are a yeah, little more... I think yeah. the Spider-Man, when it gets complicated, is complicated for a non-necessary reason in the sense of you can avoid the system. Yeah, there's definitely complicated parts, but it, it, when it boils down to it, it's pretty simple and it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, and then I like games that are like super complicated. GTA Five, all their systems. You mean like the leveling up system GTA Five? I'm still not fully sure how that works. <laughs> oh, that like the the online character leveling. No, up? I mean that, like I, no, I mean in game level because if you run like you get higher like speed. No, no, your guys level up in that game. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I get what you mean. It's, um, it, like, but it makes sense. Like, it does, okay, but it's you're so right, insane. So your stamina goes up, obviously. But it, um, you punch dudes, your strength's gonna go but up. But from a sense. mechanical and systems point of view, it's one of the things that, like, the reason no game does that is, is because, Sky, so I'm gonna say with, in a less successful way, Skyrim tried that same leveling system, but Skyrim gamified the system, where GTA went, no, you're just a human being. And I think that's the divergent of the same type of system. And maybe maybe it's because I, in my thinking, I see the GTA systems as like, it makes sense, right? Like, mm-hmm. as you run, you're going to be able to run longer and faster. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the Red Dead systems I've seen of, if you just kill a random NPC, their family could come after you. It makes sense. It does. I'm curious to see how they justify how how they know. Like that, and that's okay. I'm not saying they won't. I'm saying I'm curious. Like, how does you make that obvious? How do you make it where it doesn't just seem like they magically knew? Right. Like, I I understand if they're gonna come after me if I just blew somebody's head off in their house or in the sense. town. I understand that even. Right. But, but if the dude's riding his horse in the middle of fucking nowhere, right. and I just cap his ass, like, is it gonna understand that there's no way? anybody would know mm-hmm. or is it going to pull the gta cop system of a crime was committed they're gonna know which at least in gta it made sense because of the era where red dead i go what did you do a smokestack signal yeah um anyway another th- i've got two more things on here okay um i'm i'm not sure if it's still in theaters at this point uh but that mark Wahlberg movie 22 mile so what is, wh- which one was 22 Miles? Is that the one in Afghan, one of the Middle East countries? Oh, shit. No, it takes place in Southeast Asia. Okay. Um, and the idea is they're transporting somebody 22 miles from the embassy to an airport. Okay. Um, and it's kind of, what would be the best way to describe it? It feels a little almost die-hard mixed with, oh, that would be another good example. I don't know. It's like that, it's, you know, against all odds, you know, everybody's coming after them. So die-hard with, like, Taken? Uh, yes and no. Okay. Because Taken... There's somebody, you know, the main character is, you know, coming after the kidnappers. Mm-hmm. Whereas the main character in 22 Mile or Mile 22, whatever it's called. That's how unforget. that's how forgettable this movie is. Mm. I, I don't even remember the name of it. Um, 
So not good? No. And it's got, you know, it tries to be all, oh, look at us, you know, we're going to have, you know, a triple turn happen. Mm-hmm. Which and it's a never it's ends well. Obvious. And also, it's pretty obvious. triple turns never end well. Yeah, no, it's just it's one of those things where it's like, come on, like this is just stupid. Ronda Rousey's terrible in it. Oh, this is the is this the uh, WWE funded movie? No. Oh, I don't think so. There was a WWE funded like military movie coming out starring like Becky Lynch. Uh, no, it's not. That you know one. what I'm talking about though. It's probably one of the Marine movies. Yeah, I think it is. Actually, now you say that. Because they own that license. Um, the other thing on my list here, uh, in between shows, was the uh, public beta for Battlefield Five. Okay. Or V. I don't know how they're going to... It's stylized as Battlefield V. V is the Roman numeral for five, so I don't know what they're going to do. Um... It looks amazing on PC, like really amazing. Um, it plays great. It's it's really fun, um, and it's got. I had forgotten about it until I was playing it, but um, they have a system where you can build fortifications. So like you can build like sandbag stacks and then barbed wire in front of those, so people can't climb over the wall. Okay. So and you get uh, points for it. Do you know instantly that reminds me of it is like zombies. Um. Yes and no. Okay. Because zombies is very much. You're trying to funnel. Well, I guess you're still trying to funnel people, but um, the fortifications can basically lock down a flag. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as you've got a couple people there, and you build all the fortifications, you're pretty good. Um, I will say, though, it's got a really weird revive system. Okay. It's kind of the same revive system as um, Battlefield 1, where your guy's laying on the ground, and you can call out for help. But that's like the normal Battlefield revives. Is it different than, like, the Battlefield 4 3 one? Um, Battlefield 4, you just saw an If you were a medic, and here's where it gets kind of weird. If you were a medic in Battlefield 4, you saw all the icons of people that went down. Mm -hmm. In Battlefield 1, it was the same way where you saw the icons when somebody went down, and then you could go revive them. Um, but in this, a team member, like your squad member... Mm -hmm. You know how in Battlefield there's like the team and then there's the squad person squad. Yeah. yeah. A squad member can help you up. And now I don't know if you get less health by doing that. I only got picked up by a squad member like two or three times. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't really notice, you know, if I was, you know, my health was way higher or, you know, lower than if I was normally revived. Um, but. Yeah, so it, I think that adds a twist to it where now the squad doesn't need a medic. Okay. You know, so you could have five snipers, and somebody goes down, and somebody can run over there, pick them up, and then they're good to go. Um, it still would be smart to have a medic, though. Mm. Um, it has the self-heal system, 
So everybody's got a med pack on them. Mm. And you can uh, replenish those. They have uh, med stations and ammo stations. So when you deploy, you're not carrying all that you can. Mm -hmm. So it incentivizes you to run to the ammo crate, grab the rest of your ammo, run to the med crate, grab another med kit. Um, And you can actually replenish your... I guess it would be like your uh, special abilities. So for a medic, it's the uh, the meta packs. For engineer, it's the ammo packs, and you can replenish those at those stations, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're pretty good, you you know you can camp an area, and then like if you're an engineer, you can start tossing ammo. Then you run back, grab more ammo packs, and you can keep doing that. Um. It's got this new system for squad leaders where you earn points, mm. and then you can buy stuff. So is that would be so like, like the barricades would be points, or? I don't know how you earn points. In one of the games I was squad leader, I had like 50,000 points, and I'm not sure how I got them. Okay. Um, but there's a menu that you can pull up, and you can get like, oh, you can buy a tank. You can buy a V2 rocket, which is the most expensive one. Or you can buy, like, an uh, airdrop, a uh, supply drop. Interesting. Well, yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um, time to kill is way down. So, okay. So, like, you kill people way... F- it feels like Call of Duty. I was going to say, that's exactly what my head went when you said that. Um, and, at least for me, when I was playing just normal Conquest, it felt like hardcore games. Where, like, you were down in two shots. Mm-hmm. Um, which, for good or worse, I mean, it makes more sense, right? Like, some of the Battlefield games got a little spongy. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, okay, I dumped 20 rounds into this guy, and he's still somehow alive. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, just kind of a roundup, it's... This game has potential to be really good. Okay. The problem, or the fear I have, is that it's... Stra- stra- oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, strain a little too much into, we need to be PC about this. Okay. So, like, in the beta, the sniper was a... If you were uh, allies, it was a woman... I think it was a woman on both sides, but I was trying to remember the nationality. Um, you know, so, like, you have a female sniper class. Um, you know, in the campaign, they've got the female with the, like, you know, prototype prosthetic robotic arm. Like, it's, it's almost being too much like, hey, you know, we're going to tell these stories that didn't necessarily happen like if you really want to cover you know the female impact of the war a lot of it was you know here in the states they were running the factories right like that's the whole rosie the riveter thing Mm -hmm. they were manufacturing for those six years which is really impressive um over in europe some of them did take up arms and stuff like that but not to the point where, like, they were running whole divisions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
So it, it almost feels like it's too much. It's, you know, straying a little too far there. Okay. Now, if they include an option to choose your gender and stuff like that for multiplayer, I'm fine. I don't care. You're just saying that it feels like if the point is to make a point in the war, you feel like they're missing the point of the war when it came to, like, the yeah. gender half of it. Yeah, the, the point they're trying to make of, you know, both genders fought in this war, they're trying to maybe make it, at least in the beta, it felt a little ham-fisted mm -hmm. because you couldn't choose your gender. Mm -hmm. It was like, you are a female. No, if they let you choose, I understand, right? Like, in the world right now, there's more women than mal, uh, men. Mm -hmm. So if they want to play as a female, I'm fine with that. I don't care. Uh, it does make sense. There were, you know, female fighters in World War II. But, you know, if you're going to force us into, like, oh, one of your classes is going to be female, um, it doesn't take away from the game. It's just one of those things where it's like, Okay, guys, maybe you're not getting the point. Mm hmm So, that's everything from me. I don't know if you've got anything else. No, actually, I, I've been somewhat following it, but I feel like this is a weird year for me because I feel like I'm following Call of Duty more. Just cause, it's just because it's the Black Ops. If it's other ones, like, I wouldn't. It's Black Ops is my favorite Call of Duty sub-franchise, so I've been following that a lot. I want to be like, let's see where this goes and let's see how it looks. You know, the funny thing is, normally I'm more up on the Call of Duty and the Battlefield for the year. Mm -hmm. There go Mike's dogs. Sorry, someone um, must have walked somewhere in a vicinity of our household. In a, in a five block radius of your house? <laughs> no joke. Um, my dogs are like that too. Um, but the thing of it is, like, I kind of know what's going on with Black Ops. Mm hmm and I kind of know what's going on with Battlefield, mm -hmm. but I'm not anywhere up to speed that like I normally am. And I think it's partially because there's, at least for me, for Black Ops, it's, okay, they've got that Blackout Battle Royale mode, which is supposed to be pretty good. Which, for the record, they're doing it, the, the Battle... So, the thing with Blackout, which is interesting, I was literally joking when they announced to be like, the way to do this is to get all the maps, put them into one big world, and make it make sense in between. And that's what they did. Which I'm really excited about that level of the map design. And apparently it plays like PUBG. Which is also, a, to me, sounds like a great thing. Yeah. I'm glad they went that way and not the Fortnite. But their shooting inherently is more PUBG, which would make sense. Yeah. Call of Duty is much more grounded. Whereas Fortnite is pretty whimsical. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, because obviously the map's huge, mm -hmm. how do they have a ballistics model? You know, is there going to be bullet drop? I, the way I understand or is it, it going to be like... I understood is they actually implemented some level of once you to a certain distance. Like they have, if you're in the size of a normal Call of Duty fight, there isn't, but you get past it, they made it. Okay, that's actually an interesting way to do it. So, like, if I'm in the first couple hundred feet, it's a normal, what I expect right. it to be. And then if I also am yeah. shooting a map to a map, then it comes to a ballistic game. That's really interesting, because, um, you know, I guess it's, you either do it one way or another, right? You either implement a ballistics model, or you say you have an effective range. Mm -hmm. And there's no ballistics, but, like, if the range on the sniper is a thousand meters... 
and the guy you're shooting at is at 1,010, he's not going to get hit, no matter if you aim up, down, left, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. If you try to zero him in, he's not going to get hit. Mm -hmm. um, but if they're doing it to where normal, the map, the Call of Duty map that you're on doesn't have ballistics, but once you start to reach out, it does. Mm -hmm. Could be interesting, because Call of Duty maps aren't that big. So there's really no need for it, for ballistics. Um, but I could see, like, if you're, you know, like, I could see people figuring out the snipe from map to map. Oh, that'd like be one interesting. Side of, one side of one map to another side of another map, you, and they just get it zeroed in, and they keep shooting. No, you know what I'm excited for? The fucker realizes that the angle you have to throw a tomahawk to, like, go from one map to the other. Yeah, I give that one. A day. Two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks before somebody figures out exactly how to throw it. And you know it's going to be so frustrating when you just start the game, you go, son of a... Yeah, you drop in and you're dead within 30 <laughs> seconds because somebody found a tomahawk. Okay. But you know it's going to be, that's going to be one of those things that's going to be, if, you could, if you're the one who throws it, it's the most satisfying kill you ever get. Oh, Definitely. Because, like, I, uh, I remember doing it in, like, the original Black Ops and doing it, like, in Search and Destroy and just throwing a Tomahawk up and I would get it and be like, quarter of that team's done. Yeah. I didn't play the beta, but did they... Did you? I followed it more. I didn't have a chance to play it. I'm really curious on, once you die, how quickly you can hop back in. But, like, because I know you can spectate right. the rest of that game. But is it going to be like Call of Duty where you can basically just hop right into another game? Or is it going to be the PUBG thing of you load up, you know, you search for a match, find a match, load into the um, loading area. Once everybody gets in, then it's a minute countdown. Is it going to be like that? To me, it'd be smarter if it's while you're spectating, you're back-end matchmaking, and you get to hit button and just jump. That would be really smart. So they'd be like, hey, I match you. And also it goes, match found. Want to join? And you hit yes. And you and now you're in said lobby. Yeah, that would be really nice. Um, I'm going to say, though, that's a, probably a wrap for things that we watched slash played. I'm okay with that. So that we can get into the news. Um, well, you were away... Taking a piss break. Did you see the uh, tweet from Giant Bomb's Matt Rory of Jeopardy the other night? I I, I saw the clip. Holy Where they, fuck! They avoid the video game category. So so the Elder Scrolls one. I wasn't sure what they're asking. To be fair, I couldn't tell if they're saying RPG or Elder Scrolls. The other ones have no excuse. <laughs> well, hold on. What is the? It was there. It's Morrowind and Skyrim. Right. Are so I have iterations of this venerable set of. So games. I half assumed as Elder Scrolls, but like I can at least see where RPG. Like if this was the only question, I can at least see where RPG would also maybe be, and they just chose two things in the same franchise, depending who pulled the question. No, that's way too specific to have Morrowind and Skyrim. But <laughs> okay, but like, do you have the other questions in front of you? Um, I have the clip in front of me. Okay, the first question, this was the $200. This company's Infinity allowed you to play characters from The Incredibles and Cars, to name a few. Who is Disney? At least they got Disney right. That one, I was... Well, the one lady said Pixar, 
I think she's right. No, but it's the name of the game. Right. And that's why she's not. I don't I don't think Pixar did Incredibles, though. Yeah, it so. did. Or did, they didn't do one of Which, those. Which, what was the... Give me the names again. It was... Car- uh, Incredibles and Cars. No, they were both Pixar movies. Okay, then... It's... But it... I don't, I don't fault her for But that. it's... Okay, so it's bad clip choosing, but it's the name of the game, which is the question. Yeah. And you know that's what they're asking. I, the, the way they phrased it is weird. That's, and that's valid. But... Um, because they used two Pixar properties. Mm. Um, and then the Marlin and Skyrim, Skyrim question. Then they showed a clip of Destiny 2... And I believe the guy says Halo. Yes. And gets it wrong. At least he knew which, it was a bungee. I don't know how he knew it was bungee is my question. Yeah. Uh, and that was the $1,000 one was the Destiny one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the $800 one was in the classic video game Joust. Contestants were placed upon these birds. I don't know. I don't know if I fully knew that one. I, I thought it was. A, I thought it was. I, just, I, I pictured the bird. I couldn't think of the name. Ostriches. Yeah. And then the $600 one was uh, a big gaming story of 2018 is Fortnite, this genre of game where the winner's last shooter or last team standing. And nobody got it. That one they should have gotten. I mean, Fortnite is such a news story. But here's the question, and I'm going to say this. Do kids call it Fortnite Battle Royale, or do they just call it Fortnite? Well, they call it Fortnite, but what I'm saying is the news stories would have referenced I don't think, the genre. I feel like if I see news stories, it just says Fortnite, or Fortnite by Epic. Like, I don't think it says the word Battle Royale super often. So if I'm game adjacent, or if I have kids who follow games, I don't know if I would catch that always. Yeah. That's a good point. Um... What else? Uh, the Gwent card game is going to have a, what is it, like 20-hour standalone campaign. Which you forgot to write down the other important thing. There's a new Witcher thing coming out in like two weeks. Did you put it in the thing? Oh, no, no. I just remember that when you said that. They, they announced it like two days ago, three days ago. It's like Witcher Stories or something. Maybe it's still that. Are you sure you're not thinking about the Netflix Witcher thing? Oh, no, no, maybe it is. Maybe this is what I'm thinking of. I just fully didn't realize it was a Gwen standalone campaign. But yeah, it'll be a 30-hour okay. campaign. Um, I mean, I didn't really play Gwent in... I played a Witcher good Thor, chunk so. of it. I mean, it, first off, I... Never finished Witcher 3 because every time I played it, it was like three weeks after the you know the time previous I played it, so I'd forgotten everything. So it was 15 minutes of me running around trying to figure something out. Then I got bored and stopped playing it. Mm-hmm. So I never finished it. Um, I mean, everything that I heard, though, was that it was a good game. And I think the thing of it is, though, with... Um, What's the Dota one? Uh, Ascent? What? The Dota card game? Ye- oh, um... Artifact. 
artifact. With that coming out as well, I don't know if there's room for three card games. Okay, but you say that, but like Hearthstone is going to be king, and then the other two are fighting for two and three. It's literally we have three MOBAs right now. The three giant MOBAs we have right now: mm, League, Dota, two. and Heroes. Heroes is nowhere. It's near not, but it's hundred percent holding its own. It has its own community. That's what I mean. Like it's not holding its own from the numbers point of view, but it's not holding its own where it's questioning being closed. Yeah, I think it's going to be. In, in those terms, it's going to be Hearthstone very clearly number one. I think Artifact will be number two. You think so? Because I guarantee you they're going to have tie-ins with like, mm. oh, get this card pack and you get this item in Dota. And there's enough people that play Dota mm -hmm. that will do that. Um, and then Gwent will be a very clear number three. Uh, the next story is there is a new live-action Avatar series mm -hmm, mm -hmm. made by the Legends of Legend of Korra and the Avatar Last Airbender animated series people. I'm okay with this. I love it. I'm really excited. And that's all we're going to talk about it because I never. Really How did you never watch it? Animated series. Okay, I watched some of Last Airbender, but I never really got into it. When it was on, I would watch it. Remember, we've gone over this many a times. I wasn't into, like, I never really got into cartoons and stuff as a kid. Mm. So, I never really built up that love for the series the way that people did. Then, I guess I understand. Um, on a completely different note, though, our third story, fourth story, the Pornhub Awards happened Woo! earlier earlier in September. Those were some shoddy award shows. Get it? I mean, from the looks of the stage, the Pornhub Awards appears to be one of the better awards. You forgot the important part. This was the first award show ever to be 100% viewable in VR. I think the key there is 100% because there had to have been... There had to be clips, but... Oscars or the Grammys or something where they were like, oh, this VR thing is big right now. Let's stick a camera in, like, the front row or something. Like which, that. which, so the thing that I laugh about is, you know, they just had a bunch of POV cameras lying around being like, we're going to use these for. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of those, a bunch of those uh, channels and stuff like that are like, well, I got a bunch of this stuff. Because, well <laughs> you know, that's because Point Up has, like, a section, which is, like, a VR section. Yeah. Which is... Speaking of which, the top VR performer awarded was Megan Rain. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was her name? Megan Rain. Like, making it rain? Yeah. I, I like it. Um, the top channel has voted on... I don't know who votes on these, because there's a fan section, and then a, like, just a regular award yeah, section. Who is, who are the judges? <laughs> Because, well, because I think the Pornhub Awards are different than the AVN Awards. Right. Which the AVN Awards are voted on, I think, by performers and um, people at the like, You studio. mean professionals, we call them. Performers. <laughs> they're not professionals. Question. I mean, they are professionals, but they're not... I wouldn't... They're a professional at their job. Mm -hmm. I'll just say that. 
Um, so that stuff is voted on by you know, the performers and the studios. So who votes on the Pornhub Awards? Like, mm. is it the people at Pornhub that are like, mm. okay, here's the hat, you know, write in for whoever you want. Mm-hmm. And they tally it up. Um, the top channel was Brazzers, unsurprisingly. Of course. And the fan vote for the best porn Twitter was Riley Reed. I, I like how they have to define it. Well, the the um that was only a fan voted thing, so um but what I don't understand, maybe it's because she's not really in the industry anymore. Mia Khalifa's Twitter is I was about to say for like her calling out people trying to slide into her DMs. Mm-hmm. So maybe she wasn't on there because she's not in the industry anymore or what, but... But at the same time, like, her and then... I'm shocked Stormy Daniels didn't win any awards. Yeah, maybe they had to be, you know, active <laughs> in the like, past. Because, like, as much as you want to say, if you want to use stuff like Presence or stuff like that, like, she's probably the most known porn star name. If I said, if I yeah. asked in pop culture the name of porn stars, people would know that name. <laughs> we should do, we should, we should totally do a, a man on the street in Chicago. <laughs> like, get my microphone. Give me like a, like, give me like, I, you know what I need, like a 50s, like, like a reporter hat, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, and just like, reporter fedora. And, like walk and, around with like, yeah, like someone with like a giant camera would be like, can you name a porn star? Just go, just walk up to random people no. with like headphones on. Can you can you name me three porn stars? <laughs> Better yet, what size vest does Stormy Daniels have? <laughs> just see. But again, it's it's people with like headphones on, or like people who are walking the other direction. I'm just waiting for an answer. <laughs> I I just I wonder, you know. And obviously, Google's got this info on their. In, One second. In their. Uh... Yep. Alright, I'll cut that out. I cut muted myself for the second half. No, you I didn't. I thought I had a mute button, I thought. Or at least I heard Maybe you. you heard me. You heard me. I Maybe muted on my end. Yeah. Okay. Um, then I'll have to cut that whole discussion out. Um, you know, I wondered. Because. Like I said, Google's got this info on their back end. The sudden spike in searches for Stormy <laughs> Daniels. Which like what what must the Google <laughs> AI be thinking when all of a sudden like Stormy Daniels is probably you know, you know five to ten searches a day and all of a sudden she's ten thousand. And the AI went, She's how old and getting how many hits? <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause like, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna say just... to when I see pictures of her, she's a little bit past her prom. I'm just gonna say it. Oh, she's definitely <laughs> past her prime. And again, do you know my my whole line is how I know she's not lying? Because who would go on stage and lie about having sex with Donald Trump? Right. <laughs> That's, you know, forget this whole, you know, the situation. Everything else. Everything else. And all these who people. would lie about that? Like, yeah. who, would, who would be proud of themselves? I mean, maybe a, a porn star would. Know, maybe they take pride in being like, "Hey, I fucked you know the current president," but yeah, 
Uh, on a completely different note, <laughs> the uh, Chinese government has effectively destroyed video games in their yeah. country. Which, which, you know what I'm going to say, which is the big deal about this. Do you know where one of the biggest video game publishers are out of? Are you talking 100%. Tencent? 100%. Which, which yeah. makes it, because Tencent bought part of Ubisoft, they own part of Epic, they own part of Bluepoint. They actually might own Bluepoint, all right. Um, they own... They, well, they, don't they own Epic? No, they own, they own like 30 or 40%. They own Riot. Yeah. Um, I think they have parts of, I think they might be an investor in Activision. Like, they own the games industry in a lot of ways. So if you also start minusing yeah. their money interests, like... How does that affect everything? They publish all the weird Chinese-only, like, like free-to-play games, like Call of Duty Online, Borderlands Online. Right. They were the publishers of those games. Let's see. Um, okay. The Chinese government has stopped approving licenses for new titles. So what that means is it's made it near impossible to release new titles in the country... And while the government reportedly intends to grant the Communist Party propaganda department the ability to issue new licenses, implementing the change could still take between four and six months. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess the biggest game to be affected by that is uh, PUBG. Mm -hmm. In the sense that they can't monetize it in China right now. So, that's... I think this freeze... We could see an impact in maybe a year. Mm -hmm. Like, we won't see the impact right away. You know, none of these things take um, effect right away. So, this could... That could really change, you know, the way games are published and developed, you know, really... Because if Tencent doesn't have all this money coming in, you know, they may be a little more wary to back some of these projects. Mm -hmm. uh, and on an even more completely different note, since the last show, Venom, Oof. the um, Ed Hardy movie, I was... No, Tom Hardy. Yeah, who's about to say? Ed Hardy is the... You think of Ed Harris? The, uh, no, I was thinking Tom Hardy, and I was like, no, that's the designer. But it's Ed Hardy is the designer. Mm. Tom Hardy is playing Venom. Uh, gets rated for a PG-13 rating. Which, I, I know we were both like, I wish it was some, but like, I, I understood it. Oh, I understood it. If they wanted to make a true Venom movie, though, I think it has to be. But, hard. like, I don't think they were going to get that approved. Right. That being said, Venom appears to be a contender for worst superhero movie right next to Suicide Squad. Uh, it cannot be worse than Suicide Squad, legally. I don't know, man. Uh, 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 question, I have some Suicide Squad. You watch Suicide Squad, right? Yes. So, like... When she becomes possessed, they're in the bedroom, and the next scene is her in the subway basement, somehow being this insanely powerful supervillain. 
And it felt like they cut out 30 minutes of explanation in the middle of that part. Yeah. Well, my thing with Suicide Squad is... is that, Suicide, that movie just doesn't... Suicide Squad doesn't movie. necessarily have a story. Suicide Squad, right. legally, I think, is just a bunch of scenes stitched together, and they're hoping a story it's just appeared. It's just a compilation. Because there's good scenes in the movie. The issue is, it there is no story. <laughs> I think if you take the compilations, right, of, like, the character introductions, it's pretty good. Because, you know, do you know like, the issue is, too, the reason the trailers are good for that movie is, is because... The scenes are there for it to be a good movie. The issue is those are the entire scenes of the movie. <laughs> they just right. forgot to add the movie part. But at least there were good parts of Suicide Venom Squad. Venom will probably have good parts. Like, you know, the first time he eats someone's head off, you're probably going to be excited. The 50th time he does it, you won't be. But then when he talks about being like a turd in the wind. <laughs> we are Venom. Which he look? I'm gonna see whether it, he it, looks it, cool. Oh, he definitely looks cool. The I might mute the movie, but it'll look cool. Right. And maybe that's the way Venom is a better movie than Suicide Squad if you just mute it. Right. Which is funny. Suicide Squad member did win an Oscar. Yeah. What was it? <laughs> yeah. Was which it? to this day, I love saying. The only cinematic universe of any universe movie that has won an Oscar is Suicide Squad. It amazes me that Age of Ultron didn't win a VFX. Which, yeah, because that does look really cool in moments. I'm just saying, um, if your movie doesn't have an Oscar, maybe it's shit, because Suicide Squad got one. <laughs> um, still on the superhero train. I just chugga, 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 chugga. Woo-hoo. Venom didn't derail can't it. Get Suicide Squad out of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Captain Marvel and Dark Phoenix both released trailers. Uh, I'm gonna say the thing. I think Dark Phoenix is a better trailer. Yes. Okay. Good. Captain Marvel is a shot-for-shot remake of the Captain America mm-hmm. trailer. Just with Brie Larson Which, instead of... Uh, no, look, it looks cool. Like, I don't have an issue with the trailer, per se. It's... it's Captain Marvel is going to be, like, one of those movies where I'll probably be like, eh, until I see it, I'll be like, it's good or isn't. But I don't think going into it, I'll be super hyped for it. I think the thing of it is, the Marvel movies are a safe bet on being... It's a Which okay you know, movie. It is. There are very few Marvel movies that I don't like. There are a few, but there's very few. Yeah, I mean, besides Thor Dark World, I don't um, think... I'm not a big... Which is funny, I like the character, but I'm not a big fan of the Ant-Man movies. So, I own Not by choice, but I only saw Ant-Man and the it's, Wasp. So, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I think, is fine. Besides the fact that yeah. villain frustrates the shit out of me. The... Ghost. Ghost, Ghost legitimately upsets me. Because their motivations make no sense. The idea of Ghost is really... But her motivations make no sense to me. Like, oh, I'm dying. I need... I forget what she needs. So, she needs to kill the fucker. Oh, no. She needs to get to the quantum zone or whatever to phase back into existence. Right. Or some shit like that. 
But yeah, I never saw the first Ant-Man, and that was just because I heard it was just okay. Yeah, the second, I think the second one's a stronger movie, but like both villains kind of... I think the idea of Ant-Man is just kind of But it's funny, because like in Civil War, he is one of the best scenes when he gets the giant. Yeah. Also, I'm going to say the controversial thing, which no one agrees with me on. I dislike Spider-Man Homecoming. I don't dislike it. But do you like it? I think it's an okay movie. Which people swear by that movie, like it's the coming of Christ. Tom Holland is a way better Spider-Man than um, Andrew Garfield. Okay, I'll give you that one. So, I guess there, it, you know, overtakes the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Um, and I think, I don't know, it was just weird that it felt like uh, Vulture was such a non-villain. Yeah. Like. The funny thing is, in the Spider-Man game, Vulture is more of a villain than he is in the Spider-Man mm -hmm. movie. Like, in the movie, it's like, all of a sudden, oh, hey, it's Vulture. Oh, hey, I defeated him. Mm hmm You know? And... I guess, right? But, um... I'm glad they did Homecoming. Because they... Needed a new Spider-Man after the, you know, Garfield ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I'll probably end up seeing both of these. Even though I don't really care. Um, I think... Dark Phoenix intrigues me a lot. Because it's trying to fix X3. Um... But I am genuinely... I'm more curious, but it's funny because I also like that really young X-Men cast a lot, and we all know it's going to be the last time we see them. So it's, how do you put a bow on this universe? Because you know it's going to be your bow. And I'm curious if that's the reshoots, trying to figure out how they're going to put the bow. Wow. I'm saying, they have a lot to tie up into an But I'm not saying, I'm not saying you'll do everything, but you they know they have to end on some level of a closing note. Like, oh, do yeah. you, in my head, apocalypse was apparently if you're movie. smart, the film, in some magic way, ends in a sense of, you, because this is the 90s, right? And the whole point was it went the six, it went like the 70s, 80s, 90s, right? So, X-Men starts in 2000. Do you find a way to end this in the sense of, post-credit scene is like the opening of X-Men or it's something like we would make sense to to wrap up this universe in this good circle sense and that's so, to me what I want it to be at some level of a yeah just tell the story but then find the final something to make it be like by the way here's X-Men you knew and then it goes oh this is a giant circle I will say though um if they're going to do that, they need to find a way to age um, X, Professor X, 
because in the preview he still looks like you know James McAvoy. Yeah, which yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because it's legitimately supposed to be ten years apart uh, from the beginning of Hundred Year Old. Actually, but you know, if you look back at two thousand Patrick Stewart, he doesn't look super old. He doesn't, but he definitely looks older than McAvoy. Patrick Stewart. I'm curious. Patrick Stewart would would have been sixty at the time. Okay. And McAvoy is, what, maybe 40? I don't even think so. I think 35... 39. So you could, in theory, age him still. Like, okay, so if it, you jump 10 years, at that point, he's only 10 years apart. You know what I'm saying? So at yeah. that point, it's not... A 10-year stretch isn't super hard in comparison. He's going to have to age a lot, though, in 10 years. You know what right, I mean? Right, but you know what I'm saying, though? Like, it's... Like, McAvoy does not look 40. He looks very young. Especially as a bald guy. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely not the same level of, like, jumping 10 years isn't the same as saying jumping 20 or 30. Right. See, in my head, what the fuck are you talking about? You end with Patrick Stewart. If you're gonna do the jump. Yes. But you do, like, a time-lapse. But you could do, like, a time-lapse to age him into Patrick Stewart. You know what I'm saying? Like, one of those, like... Some, like, you have one of those, like, you just see him, like, teaching over the years, and then in one of the scenes, it jumps to Patrick Stewart. I mean, if they want to do a cool one, what they could do is, um, just have, uh, Professor X, like, sitting in his chair in the center of the room, like, in the main room of the, um, the mm -hmm. castle. Which I've been to the actual castle, and there's a huge main mm -hmm. room. Um, just sitting there, and then it's you know it's a fast motion of the people you know moving That's around him, and he's slowly aging into Patrick right. Stewart. If they do that, I think that is because when that and then you just end with something along the lines of like the whole maybe the end of the movie you lose Jean Grey right, and then the end and you start with we found her. And that's how Wolverine ran into like that whole thing. Yeah. That would be amazing. I'm not saying they'll do it, but that would sound up and then find a nice and to me that's the type of bow I'm talking about. Not the <laughs> we know there's loose ends. We've we've accepted it. But find a way to Well now isn't this part of Marvel? That's what I'm saying. But like it's not it's, they can't do anything yet unless they made a vacuum deal because it hasn't gone through all the legal paperwork. And no, my other dream is, is you, they did some back-end paperwork, so even if the deal falls through, and then somehow introduce someone or said something to say we are now part of this. But they, but everyone knows they're going to reboot the universe, so I don't know if I want that. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, I'm going to toss another news thing in here because it just happened the day we're recording this. Hitman 2 has officially I'm so fucking pumped. Hitman, if it, all I want, you understand, the thing that's amazing about Hitman 2 is, since you can play all the original Hitman, which means it's going to be a lot of the same gameplay, all you want for Hitman 2 is, wait for it, you don't want anything different besides more Hitman. <laughs> like, add stuff, but like, yeah. the, you know the formula that we want. Just give it to us. I will say, um, if they do it, that which they'll do it right. Um, 
the way that they have these new the new locations have a bunch of different like interactives and uh -huh. stuff like that. If since they're bringing all of Hitman One into Hitman Two, it would be nice to see them maybe do a little um, tweak to Hitman One levels to maybe add a few more mm. things. Um, that could, I think that's the the only way you don't, you know. Um, you, they don't drop the ball on this. Like, there's almost no way. Because worst case, we just get more of Hitman. Right. Even without, um, up, you know, uh, upgrades to it, they can go back to Hitman One with some of these additions and then make mm. it better. Um. Also, in the video game world, the FIFA games are currently in a uh, lawsuit in Belgium. Okay. Oh. Over loot the loot boxes. Take him for a walk. Mm hmm. Um, so, this. I think this lawsuit here. Will I mean we've already seen loot boxes change drastically in the past what eighteen months? Which I'm gonna say the thing which people don't like saying. I don't have an inherent issue with loot boxes. Be it's it's the thing of like people don't really like people complain about kite packs but they accept them which I it's. I think there are better ways to implement stuff but like loot boxes is a fun gamifying way to level stuff up too. What doesn't make sense to okay. me is you know, these lawmakers are going after the video games. Right? Mm -hmm. Why are they not going after tops and so I actually, the, the other car no, 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 no. So I actually had a good talk. One of my friends is um, a lawyer who specializes in lower, like law for the games, like IP law all that stuff. And we actually had a fun conversation about this nonsense one day. He, the way he described it was, um, when Toffs have started first coming out, we had the same discussions. But all of those pe people who were in power liked baseball, right? So they made exceptions mm -hmm. to the laws and it became precedent. The issue we have right now is people in Congress don't have the same feelings about video games they did about baseball. So they're not willing to let a, so no judge or lawmakers let an exception to slide and it won't become precedent in the same way. And that's really the difference is we've accepted them and stuff like card games just were an expanded version of tops cards so judges use the same precedent on them. That's interesting because in the U.S. at least, if one of these companies went to court, they could say it's just a digital... Which, but depending on who your judge is, they might not let that slide. Yeah. You, I'm not saying I'll disagree with you, but I'm saying from a judge's point of view, no, that's not the same if you get right. a 70-year-old judge. Because one is baseball. One is the evil video games. Right, but as a judge, they judges shouldn't have a, you know, a view really one way or another of their thing. They're supposed to be, you know, 
you go to a judge and he decides. He hears the arguments mm-hmm. from both sides. Um, and since there's already a precedent of allowing baseball card packs, which is effectively gambling, mm-hmm. um, really this stuff is no different. That being said, I do believe there is an inherent difference because a physical um, baseball card pack, you know, there's something mm-hmm. there, right? So a parent can walk into, you know, little Johnny's room and see he's got, you know, a hundred baseball card packs and be like, okay, we need to, you know, calm down with this stuff. Whereas a parent can't walk into little Johnny's room and see, you know, the hundred Hearthstone packs that mm-hmm. he bought. Or the hundred uh, boxes for FIFA or, you know, X, Y, or Z. Um, so there's definitely a perception, I think, that these uh, loot boxes need to be better about. Mm-hmm. But there's, to me, there's nothing inherently wrong with the idea because it's been around mm-hmm. forever. Baseball cards have been around forever. So this is just a digital baseball mm-hmm. card. So all they are, um, but they're digital is the problem. Right. There's no physical thing to say, you know, like, holy shit, little Johnny's got, you know, 15 binders full of baseball cards. Maybe we need to talk to him about better spending mm-hmm. his money. Um, a parent can't do that unless they're so what friends with them in Hearthstone or whatever and can see, holy shit. So what you're telling me is, man, I'm going to say the thing, okay? Maybe, just maybe, parents should actually care enough to look. And I'm not saying some don't. I'm saying... Oh. They go, it's technology, I just let the kid do what I want. Like, that shouldn't be the response. Right, so this is definitely, I mean, there's three parties mm-hmm. in this whole conversation, right? It's it's the lawmakers, which have already, you know, set the precedent of allowing baseball card packs. So I don't necessarily see anything wrong with this. Um from that point of view it's the parents saying okay we really need to pay attention to what our kids um, buying and maybe that's you know any purchase over five dollars you know needs to be reviewed Um, maybe that's you know, finding a way to implement, like, you know, an allowance on the account mm-hmm. to where they can only spend X amount per mm-hmm. month. Um, you know, in the way that, like, you know, kids used to save up their allowance to buy baseball mm-hmm. backs. You know, maybe they need a system like that. And then it's, you know, it's really on the developers to make it I'm not going to say less 
they're not really predatory in the way that also, I think people are Right, and I, I think people use predatory as just they don't like them, which I don't know if they're interchangeable. Alright. The thing of it is, in most games they're in, they make sense, right? Like, all the sports games totally make sense. It's when they're in, like, Battlefield and Battlefront and Call of Duty and shit like that where, you know, it's not... They don't necessarily make as much mm -hmm. sense where I have problems with. Mm hmm So... But yeah, this lawsuit could definitely be very instrumental in the way that games monetize. Mm -hmm. Speaking of monetization, uh, Telltale Games officially folds. Which I know you're like, it seemed obvious to me. I was going to say, when this story broke and you posted something about it in our Discord, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I called this... Oh, okay. And I would, I would agree with you if you said half the studio is laid off. I think the entire studio folding is the end where I went, that's... what? And I, and I think that's where our discrepancy yeah, came. May, and, and maybe I think when I you know said there's no way they can sustain this, it was there's no way they can sustain this many licenses. Right. Like even you probably... That, so you like, thought, they'll drop to 50 people, do The Walking Dead, and everyone be happy. I, you know, maybe in my mind, I was thinking, okay, they're going to have to drop some of these mm -hmm. licenses. Like, it's not that they're going to have to drop people as well. Like, okay, 300 is a decent size studio. But maybe you drop it to 150. Like, no, you drop it, you drop it to a license or two, but like, you don't lay off that many. <laughs> right. They had like 10 or some uh, licenses that they were working on. And I'm like, Okay, so that's 30 people-ish per license. Like, of course none of the games are going to be good. Right. Right, like the original Walking Dead had like 25 or 30 people working on it. So, like, okay, so their games are just going to be Which is awful. fine, don't get me wrong, but it's, I also feel like part of the issue... So, dig into it more. I saw some graphs going on of, like, how stuff sold. So, no, I know stuff was not all success for them, and I know they lost money and stuff. But by all accounts, the only profitable things was season one of Walking Dead and season one of Batman. That was insane to me. It wasn't to me, just because, to me at least, the Telltale style of releasing episodes on, let's be honest, a non-regular right. schedule definitely hurt sales. Because a lot of people were just like, okay, I'll wait until they're done. Mm -hmm. Which was a valid move. But then they just forgot about but it. But it's interesting, though, because stuff like Batman and Tales, I feel like, are the two examples where, like, people were talking about... Like, when they came out, people for sure were talking about them in a different light than, say, Wolf Among Us or Game of Thrones. I don't know. There were a lot of people that liked Wolf Among Us. Definitely Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, Guardians, you forget existed. They did. Michonne Chronicles, yeah. no one gave a fuck about, um... Guardians, I forget, exists half the time. Like, but, like, Tales, like... Did they even finish Yeah, that's that done. Guardians it's one? been done. All five episodes have been out. See, and that's why I told... 
I knew they had a Guardians one. I couldn't remember if that was one they were working on or one that no, was No, that one's out. done. Um, but, like, Tails is a perfect example of, like, I know some people don't always love it, but Tails is, like, I feel like that was one of the, like, especially post-Walking Dead Season 1 was, like, the thing that a lot of people were, like, this is surprisingly really good and interesting and says a good story and has really funny. Which, is that the fact that people are like, this is surprisingly good on Telltale or on the um, I'm going to argue. But like, you know what I mean? So, like, look at the success of license. Some people have issues with Borderlands. I'm wrong. But, like, Borderlands 2 sold 25 million units. So, it's a really yeah. successful game. So, I... Right. And I... So, I don't think... And people love the... Yeah, like, if you're being honest, Borderlands 2 people, like, some people have issues with it, and I know you could point to some issues, but as a whole, it is a well-received written game. Yes. So, I think we can kind of cut the license out of why it's surprising mm -hmm. it's good. So that only leaves Telltale as the reason people were surprised it's good. And, I, I... and when, when people are surprised that your game is good probably doesn't shine very well on your And that's game. valid, but I think that game was a good example of a... And I, it has points issues. I think that game, I'm shocked more people didn't play it and buy it, because especially how well Borderlands sold, it stuck in the Borderlands universe really well, and it did stuff like... It affected characters that, like... Because they said this is canon, so, like, Borderlands 3 is physically right. affected by how... Tales of the Borderlands, some of this objective stuff that happened for everyone. And because there's a couple things that happened for everyone, and that legitimately affects it because it took place after Borderlands 2. Yeah. I, and we saw, as, this, as these stories were breaking, um, it appears that Netflix is still going to make the Stranger but Things But without game. them. Yeah, they're gonna go to some other studio to make uh make it um i saw the final season of the walking dead was delisted from every mm -hmm. store doesn't shine very well um and yeah they canceled every potential product the thing so. that also gets me at this one too um is they were hiring people up until the week before this happened people got which people makes, got hired that yeah, Monday. Makes me think there's something so wrong. the story that came out I read this morning was apparently till the day before they were in funding discussions with Lionsgate. It sounded like it was about to go through, and they pulled it the morning they closed the studio. So basically, that funding was the make or break. Yeah, and what would that have been for? They were talking about doing this like weird multimedia thing, but also when you have that many people, that it could just been enough funding to keep them afloat another so many months too. Right. Yeah, when you've got three. But also, if you're the CEO, you should have put a hiring freeze five months ago, if that was really your concern. Yeah, and maybe there were some, you know, some situations that led up to that that they're not necessarily. But as a whole, about, you shouldn't have hired someone the week before then. That's okay. Right. Maybe just five months ago is a bad example. Two weeks ago, you should have been like, until this deal signs and inks and paper, do not sign a new contract. End of story. Right. And I'm guessing, you know, the hiring team was like, we have a very good chance of, you know, we feel really good about landing this deal. And so my and assumption is it probably went upper end new of this deal, 
middle end just were told to act normal. Like, they didn't really, they might have doomed something was up, but, like, not to the extent of this level. So they were, because like, I right. really doubt anyone in the middle management knew if they were going to close. Like, I truly doubt that. Yeah, and from, you know, everything I've read and heard, this isn't a Crytek situation. People are holding where... money. No, no, they were people getting paid until yeah. that day. Yeah. Telltale people were still getting paid. So no paid. one really you knew. Know, it wasn't a Crytek where they're holding Right, so paychecks. no one really knew the level of how bad yeah. they were at. Yeah, and... Th the sad thing is, right, like, when they balloon to 300 people... I think I made mention of this on one of the shows that when this, you know, they're hiring, you know, Bonanza started. I think I said, can they withstand it? Because nobody, you know, the people are like, yeah, they're okay games, mm -hmm. right? Like, their engine was terrible. And they were just trying to slap everything into their engine mm -hmm. that they could. And... You know, maybe that's the reason that these sales charts look the way they do. Because, like, The Walking Dead was the first, you know, the first game that really came out. And so a bunch of people bought it, and then they started playing it. Like, well, shit, you know, this isn't, you know, it doesn't run that great. It looks okay. Um, and stuff like that. So then they're like, okay, well, I'm not going to get the next one because... You know, or maybe they bought the next one, and they're like, well, shit, it's the exact same thing, you know, the exact same problems, so I'm not going to get the next one. Mm -hmm. So then they wait a couple of years, and then Batman comes out, and they're like, okay, maybe they changed. They buy Batman, they didn't change. Um, so, yeah, you know, I've seen uh, Ubisoft was holding, hiring uh, fair, job fair for a lot of the people, um, you know, and maybe, you know, from the looks of it, even if uh, Ubisoft wasn't going to hire them, they were going to help them mm -hmm. find a job in the industry. Uh, which is really important because I believe Telltale was based in, what, San Mateo? So, somewhere on there. And that's not a cheap area. No, no they're in San Fran proper, I thought. Oh, maybe it was Ubisoft yeah. Mateo was the one that was holding the... So either way, you know, they're in the Bay Area, and it's very expensive to live there. So a lot of these people were probably living paycheck to paycheck, and now all of a sudden they don't have a paycheck. Mm -hmm. You know, it's hard enough, you know, in the creative world to, you know, build a living out of it. Yeah. Um, and then once you find a steady income, it's like, you know, you're going to milk it until you can't mm -hmm. milk it anymore. The problem is a lot of these places are based in very expensive places to live. So even though you're milking it, you're really not building up a savings to, you know, help for the rainy day fund for if, you know, if and when the company mm -hmm. goes under. Um, our next story is a big one. Because officially now... Leslie Moonves is out at CVS. So what you're implying is that we have to campaign. Um, well, I'm curious to see, did he get his full severance? Because he was out for, like, wasn't it sexual nonsense? Yeah. Les Moonves. Uh, 
There's supposed to be a good severance if I remember it. Um, yeah, it was potentially millions of dollars that he was going to lose out on. Um, they're negotiating. It was a New Yorker article by six women. Um, the media executive had sexually harassed them and revealed complaints by dozens of others that the culture in some parts of the company tolerated sexual misconduct. He might leave with an exit package of nearly a hundred million dollars, but Woof. that was, yeah, that was dependent on, I think, a court case. Okay. So there was a chance he was going to walk away with nothing. Hmm. Um, what is this? Richard Parsons is the interim CEO, or at least the interim okay. chairman. Um, I don't believe they have an interim CEO yet. That being said, I believe you and I will both campaign for uh, the man who was always a <laughs> And still is. And st still and always will be a threat, mm -hmm. Jeff Gersman. He's already at CBS uh, with Giant Bomb. Although, they're based in New York, and I don't see Jeff leaving the shithole that is... Uh, where is he? He's up north there. He's in... Uh, oh, yes. Uh, oh, I know you're talking about, yeah. It's North Bay. It's going to bug me. <laughs> I have to figure it out. Um, maps. It's a map! Map, 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 map. Scroll out so we can get to the Bay Area. Petaluma. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't see Jeff leaving the shithole that is Petaluma. So what you're telling me is Dan Riker becomes the new CEO of Giant Bomb. <laughs> That's uh, a yes. No, I was <laughs> I was gonna suggest. <laughs> no, 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 Dan Riker. Could you imagine? Could you oh, imagine? He's like, what is a stock? <laughs> Could you? You would love those discussions. He goes there in his big chair, feet up, be like, so do we own WWE or no? Yeah, that would be his first thing, is to purchase WWE. He's like, how much is it? I have a PB&J. <laughs> you know it'd be, um, you'd be some good shit up there, right? Feet up on the desk, be like, can someone explain to me who owns Dragon Ball? <laughs> oh, there would be so many conversations if he was. He would he would call but, him like, "I want to call the Dragon Ball." <laughs> honestly, though, who realistically do we see running? Do you think it's just it's some, some high-end you know, people? No one gives a fuck about. It, it's it's yeah. some chairman that's been there for twenty-five years, and they just yeah until and then until he's accused, and you go to the next person. Yeah, until he's accused or retires, and then we move on to... CBS isn't a fun company. See, this is... Who, is CBS the parent company, or is there a parent company of CBS? I'm pretty sure Because obviously Disney's own... Like, Disney owns ABC, and there's a, like, there's a few of them. That's why I wasn't sure if CBS was the... I'm pretty sure CBS America's is... Oh, I'm sorry, CBS. we keep forgetting. America's Most Watched Network. We have to say it after every line. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
let's see, CBS. Okay, yeah, but that's CBS. You know what I meant when I said that. It was like it was a, like ABC Disney, like nonsense. I was more referring to. Right. Yeah, I I know, what, I knew what you meant. Um, let's see. Uh, CBS is controlled by Sumner Redstone, which appears to be again. VC the slogan form. is America's Most Watched Network. I don't get the issue. Through National Amusements, which also controls Viacom. Okay, Sumner Redstone is 95 years old, resides in LA. Um, he's the majority owner of National Amusements theater chain. They're majority voting shareholders of CBS and Viacom. Let's see, National Amusements is movie theaters. Uh, it doesn't say really. Mm. The company operates more than 1,500 movie screens across the Northeast U.S., the U.K., Latin America, and Russia. Under its showcase cinemas, multiplex cinemas, Cinema Delu, and Kinostar. Uh, National Amusements was an equal partner in MovieTickets.com, which is now owned by Fandango. Fandango. Um, so, yeah. CBS is a public company owned by... Oh, shut up, dogs. Um, owned by this billionaire. Hold on one sec. I'm going to shut my dogs up. Um, so yeah, I definitely believe that CBS is just going to random chairman that no one knew of until now. Yeah, old old mm -hmm. white guy, step in, which makes sense. Because I've been there forever and knows the company, and you, yeah, yeah. So, I think that's the end of the news. So, is is this where we it get to decide the, the two things for next month? Yes. Dude, Don't tell me what to do. Not you, my dogs. Um, so where do you want to start? Which one? <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna close the door. Yes, you. There's an SD card down here. Don't crush your SD cards, everyone. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, as far as I can tell, it is. Google's 20 years old. Um, oh. <laughs> you still going after something. Okay. Um, opening this week. 
We've got night school, which looks to be terrible. Oh. So this is going to be for uh, Movie Club 2. Middle, so you know the question. You know the question I have to So there's two options in my head instantly, okay? It is Bad Day at the Old Whatever at the Hell or Venom. Oh, yeah. Which one is it? Um, what's, what's the name of that movie? It is Bad oh, Times at El Royale. Um, I would probably rather talk about Bad Times okay. at El Royale. We are definitely both uh -huh. going to see Venom, so that can be episode three of the SWW. Um, but I'm going to say episode two of Movie Club will be Bad Times at the El okay. Royale. Which may push that episode a little later because that comes up. Um, I see it on October. Monday, so I don't care. Yeah, I see it on Monday. Monday. Oh, right, because you're in a big city. Oh, no, no, no. It's the, I have a press screening on Monday. Technically, the embargo for talking about it's then, too, which is interesting. Yeah. Either way. So you will have seen it. And I'll make a point. I'll see Venom, probably this week too. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, that's the new movie is going to be. Uh, Bad times at the El Royale. Let me put mm -hmm. that in the notes. So I remember. Uh, bad times. And what should our old movie be? I was I was thinking. Old movie. What, what should it? What What are you feeling this month? It's October. What if we watched Madman Fury Road or Madman? Oof! Fury. I like it. I will be watching the Shiny and Chrome, I believe oh. is what it's called, version. The uh, mm -hmm. black and white one. Black and Chrome is what it's called. Sounds good. So, so yeah, that is our homework for the week, every, for the month, everyone. Remember? See, uh, Mad... Bad Times at the and El Royale when that comes out in theaters, and Mad Max Fury Road. I'm excited. This sounds like a month that's going to be much better than last month. <laughs> yes. Uh, at least the new movie looks to be. The new movie? It reminds me of, like, the formula of, like, a good Western. I know it's not, but it's, it's the formula. I'm saying how the characters are in the yeah. place. Yeah, like, it's that type of way it's telling the story. It almost looks to be like that's a exactly like it's hundred percent lock them in a room together and just see what happens. Yeah, a good talking head movie. Yes, and then Mad Max Fury Road is one of the best movies I've seen in the past nice. five years. So, you want to take us home? Country Road. That is the. End of a very long. But that's not fair. We took a break in there. It's hard. To, I think we're minus twenty-five we minutes took, off the timer. We took a couple breaks. Yeah. So it's a long one. Mm -hmm. It was a good one. Uh, we covered a lot, a lot of important stuff. Um, so yeah, we will see you guys in a couple weeks for the 
uh, movie club episode. Again, it might be a little late just because, uh, at least for me, seeing Bad Times at the El Royale comes out the 12th of mm-hmm. October. Um, and we might, Mike and I will discuss, and I guess if we change, we will uh, put that out on Twitter. Um, if we're going to see Venom instead, because Venom comes out a couple weeks uh, we might, earlier. <laughs> let's be honest, we might have both by that point. We'll figure it out. <laughs> might be yeah. a long episode. If, uh, if when Mike and I both see Venom, we decide that it is worthy of its <laughs> own episode, we will do that as well. If it is, I'll lose my shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so look out on Twitter. Um, either at Mikey Maroney or at Losey Boy. We will uh, keep you guys updated on that. And then, yeah, any closing words, Mike? The word of the month is pickle. 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 With a Q. It's just not pickle. No, no, Rick. pickle with a Q. Whatever you do, not Rick and Morty. Pickle Rick! And with that, that is the end of the second episode of the SWW Show. We'll see you guys in the next one.